welcome to the Hard Rock Show Deep Cuts. I'm Andrew. I'm Mick. I'm Tim. Oh. We didn't do it. We didn't plan that one normally. <laughs> we didn't plan it. I think everyone got through it just in time, so it's all right. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, the weekend edition of what we do, which is where we go through some sort of deeper cuts and, and go a little bit not so new and just sort of try and find some interesting stuff to talk about. So tonight we have coming up for you reviews of the latest from Alarum, uh, Marco, Hiatala and Lamb of God. Uh, we'll have a hot topic in a second, which we'll get to it as well. But make sure you are following us. All of our details are at the screen right now. So check out our socials, all of them, and follow us wherever you can. Uh, if you give us some support via Patreon, that would be greatly appreciated. And we also have some sponsors to thank, our wonderful sponsors in Squidding, Sprint Printing, Old Colt, Rockstar Finance. Thank you for your support. Please do go and check them out. Even just giving them a follow on their social is a great way to show them that you're following us and, and following them by supporting that sort of thing for us as well. Yeah, we're going to fly through this one, I think, tonight. Just quickly before we do, how's everyone going? It's only been a few days since I've seen most of you, so how's everyone going today? Mick, how about you? Yeah, good, man, good. Um, looking forward. Well, we just got the keys to the new warehouse during the week. Oh, okay, cool. Everything's, everything's picked up big time now. Wow. So um, Nice. But within the next month, we're going to be starting to move, which is good and bad. It's good that we're moving earlier than November. Um, yeah just because of Christmas and all that. But having said that, we're not prepared to move now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a busy boy now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty hectic, man. So yeah. um, uh, after the next battle, probably next week, um, I might be a bit scarce for a few weeks. Until yeah, no, I completely understand that. Good luck with it. Get back into it. But, um, yeah, other than that, man, all good. Um, really enjoying curfew these days. <laughs> Because uh, it, it gives us time to do this every Saturday yeah. night. You know? So, uh, but other than that, man, yeah, look, things could be worse and things could be a lot better. But you know, we're somewhere in between. So, yeah, cool. New Tim, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. You know, just chilling and killing as usual. <laughs> you know, there's not, you know, there's not much that we can be doing at the moment. Everything's closed and everything's uh, locked down, mm. and so. Trying to just uh, find uh, useful things to do at home, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself? Yeah, good. Just keeping on, keeping on. Still, it's actually, like, we had a quieter week with work the other day, but now it's picking up again, so I'm getting a lot more hours out of that once again and, and getting stuck right into editing the new format, which, while it hasn't seen as much released online yet as fast as I would like, I've actually got a few files there pretty much ready to go and get released now, so I've worked out a nice little method of getting things done nice and quick now so we'll start, start to see things turning around much quicker now that's sorted out now i've got to work out how to clear up hard drive space on my hard drives that's my next pressing issue but i'll get to that one soon enough thinking about deleting a whole bunch of things we'll see here we go um all right now well, yeah that's pretty good now we're going to get into a, a probably a more fun topic which is inspired by tim uh, we put we put up a post about bands going heavy or band members, I should say, going heavy-handed on their personal social media pages, uh, especially in the current climate with you know more politically based ideas and how that can impact them when it comes to sharing their band stuff. So, Tim, you have the floor. Yeah. So the idea is more or less based on you know, um, again, as as we're all in isolation and um, here in Melbourne, and I saw you know even the rest of Australia, only things are just opening up. The idea of, you know, we're, we're on social media more these days. Yeah. And 
we're also, you know, we're band, as a band members, we use our social medias a lot to promote what we're doing artistically. And coupling that with, you know, um, how we use uh, uh, posting things that could, you know, generate conversation in a non-musical realm, uh, how many people get uh, enjoy it and how many people get annoyed by it and whether or not that will affect your ability to promote music stuff yeah on there so yeah i thought it was an interesting idea and was curious to see what people thought mm. so where did you land on it in the end i thought you know i i think you know the important thing is to just be intelligent about things and you know make sure you're well researched you know what you're talking about and to type things out in you know proper sentences and paragraphs and make sure that uh you don't come across as a screaming lunatic because mm. as soon as people see people ranting, I think people just you know either scroll past or eventually just go unfollow. Because again, as we're all looking down these things all day, eventually you just get bored of it and you go, yeah. oh, "I want to see something else." Yeah. And again, I'm not saying you know don't talk about these things because they're obviously important, but yeah. you know just there's a, there's a, there's a way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think? Well, Mick. Um, I think. Look, it's it's all publicity is good publicity, but that's kind of obsolete these days because um, because the world has changed with you know political correctness and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not sure a Melvin Manson or an Alice Cooper or, or even a Kiss or any of those types of bands that sort of had that shock value would work in this day and age. It was a different time, you know. The, You've got to be smart, like Tim said, with the way you, you, you want to protest or you want to get your message across. And mm. I think some of the things that people are doing are a little bit old school, as in obsolete, as in that's not the way to do it these days. For example, burning a city down to the ground. How many times can you do that yeah. and still have the same result? It's not working. So maybe you need to be a bit smarter with your actions. Um, so, yeah, like... We have progressed in a lot of ways, um, technology-wise, as as people or humans. I don't think we've progressed at all. And not really. Um, yeah. So um, I think those who want to push the line with, you know, freedom of speech and all that. Yes, you. We've always got that, but it's the way you do it, and and what you do with it is yeah. is going to be the most impactful. Um, what I've noticed in the last few months, whether it be here or abroad, is uh, we're not being very smart at all and they're wondering why authorities are doing what they're doing. I, I, I condone everything that's been going on. Um, but having said that, their whole issue is the only way we can control it is to use force with force. Mm. Now, that's a debate in its own self, but, yeah, look... Um, you've got to be smarter with the choices you make and how you want to do things because I don't think it's going to further your career this in this day and age. Yeah. Whereas once upon a time it was going to get you in the paper or get you on TV right now. I think what it does is make, makes you look more like a fool and probably hurts any of your creativity or anything that you're doing because people are going to be turned off by your actions. Yeah, and that's partly what I mean, though, is because again, like like you said, there are there is a lot going on, and it is important to you know talk about these things. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent can agree more. But it's uh, how you it's just it. 
exactly. It's, it's how you do it. Yeah. That's the important part. I can only sort of speak from my experience because, and it comes, doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on and, and where people lean left, right or whatever. There are people that I've unfollowed personally that are in bands um, just because I'm tired of seeing it on my newsfeed. I don't want to log into Facebook and have it be so extreme one way or the other that it's not actually a reasoned argument. I'm okay with a reasoned argument. Like you said, a well thought out piece. I'm okay with that. I'll actually respect that and go, okay, even if I don't agree with the point of view, it's a well written piece and someone's put some thought into it. Not a, um, a five second grab for attention that's designed to ruffle feathers. I don't think that's smart. Not at the moment with everyone being as tense as they are in general, especially here in Melbourne. Um, and we're not even the worst place in the world to be right now, all things considered, not by a long way. So if we're all feeling it here, you can only imagine what it's like in other places that are much more impacted than we are. But I just think that, yeah, when because what you, you made a point too, that you know when it comes to the way social media works as a mechanical function, not even just as your own personal brand, as a mechanical function, what happens is when you're posting and stuff like that, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they're all designed to give you basically an echo chamber that will keep you coming back to the platform to give, they want to feed you back the things that you obviously like interacting with. And so if you perpetually post nonstop all day about this, when it comes time to go, oh, by the way, I've got a band on doing this, it's not going to get anywhere near as much traction as you would like. And considering on Facebook, especially the actual pages function is so throttled on reach when it comes to um, your pages the use of your personal page is a really good free leg up and people I think are jeopardizing that by going too hard with an unreasoned argument and creating that echo chamber effect. And it's just between people unfollowing because they're sick of it and between what it does to your algorithm feed, just don't think it's the overly smart. I think, like I said, a, a reasons post here and there, but 20 posts a day venting or ranting or attacking one way or the other, doesn't matter what side you're on. It's not going to help your cause at all, I don't think. I think it does a lot more to hurt your cause if you actually have yeah, a I think it's more damaging, you know, without mentioning artists that we know that have been doing things in recent mm. time. Um, I think they've looked a lot worse off than they have actually for the greater good. So, Especially when the people you know and you know they're smarter than that and they're more compassionate or whatever else have you, whatever reason, you know that they're better than that in person. Yeah, but do we really know they're smarter? Do we? Maybe this is just really showing their true colours and everything else possible. is start. The theory yeah. is that social media exposes who we are, not, not makes us better or worse. <laughs> it just exposes us for who we are. So, yeah, maybe. Who knows? There's still one of the great quotes. It's better to you know remain silent and have people think you're dumb. Yeah. And uh, to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. pretty much sums it up right there, doesn't it? That's it. <laughs> that's the, that's mm-hmm. the good one there. All right. Let's get on to some of these reviews. Let's have some fun with these. So let's move along before Mixed Battery does die on us and then we lose a member for the panel tonight. So we're going to kick <laughs> off with Alarum. Uh, Circles End, uh, 10 tracks for 46 minutes. It's the fourth album from the Australian band. Released June 2020 by Jennifer Wolves, produced by the band and Neil Kernan. This is the band's first album since Natural Causes in 2012. I'll throw it to Mick first. What did you think of this one? Um, I thought it was really good. Um, Very different, though. Um, I sort of put it down as a technical-based, funky fusion type of metal. Um, because some of the breakdowns and some of the oh, just things that they've added are very not metal, if that mm. makes sense. Um, but it doesn't, jazz in there. There's some, 
all different things. Even the yeah. keys that we're using, it was just the sounds are really different. And yeah. um, but it didn't detract from what they are predominantly, which is a metal band. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, this is kind of what I wanted to hear in um, John Petrucci's album. Oh, okay. Yep. You know, I would have liked to have heard some different elements like that. You know. Yep. Um, because it would have made it sound less dream theater. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was very technical. Like some great guitar playing. Yeah. Um, the only the only criticism, and it's not a criticism, but when they would go heavy, it sounds pretty similar to every time they go heavy. Like every song mm. has a set formula. Yeah. You know, it's it's full on double kicks and bits and pieces and. Um, I think they can add a little bit more variety to that maybe later down the track for another album or two. Um, but that's really nitpicking. Um, it, I, if I had to compare it to a band, I thought it had elements of protest the hero. Okay. Um, yep. That really sort of chaotic sort of, but mm. melodic um, sort of up-tempo metal. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought the only thing that didn't really grab me and this is neither here or there, but the vocals. Um, yeah. I just thought, eh, they're okay. Um, but because everything is so well-crafted and, you know, so on the, the money that I guess it's a step down the vocals, you okay. know. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, they might have been rushed or something. It's, it just it felt like it could have been better in the vocal department. Um, but having said that, they're great players, some great songs. Um, I gave it eight and a half out of ten. Um, the songs that stood out for me and uh, I'll definitely go back to this one for sure because I reckon it's one of those ones where the more you listen to it the more you would get little bits and pieces in it for sure yeah completely agree with that um, Delta was a standout for me Sand and the title track Circle's End cool nice Tim yeah um, uh, funky jazzy fusion metal is actually the perfect description for this yep it's uh, very, very wacky, but um, as has been covered, the, the playing is flawless. Songwriting is fantastic. I think they've got, like, there are a lot of wacky ideas here that, like, I don't want to say they feel like they're thrown together, but they're, they're completely unexpected when they come in. Yeah. But they do serve their purpose in sort of, you know, branding out the full soundscape. Mm. Um, I do agree with the vocals, though. I feel like, you know, with... Um, with the keys and the, and some of the some of the guitar choices throughout, you know, some of the pieces here, with there being so much variety, the, the vocals do come across a little bit monotonous. Um, you know, I think had there been a bit more range there to match the rest of the band, then it could have, you know, it could have just been interesting to see what they've done with it. Yeah. Um, I suppose having said that, though, it gives it a grounding point. So, you know, again, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, definitely, um, again, if you're a prog head or yeah. uh, anybody who gets a kick out of, you know, crazy music, definitely check this out. Um, I don't really have a standout, you know, probably Circle's End, but, yeah. you know, the whole thing's pretty pretty fantastic. Eight and a half as well. This is really good. Cool. Um so for a bit of background from my end when it comes to Alarm, a little bit of story time. I first became aware of this band, shit, we're going back 20-something years ago now. Um, 
via a neighbour of mine. So if anyone who's around the scene, like back in the uh, Metal for the Brain days and things like that, um, there was a band called Candy Flip. And my neighbour was one of the members of that band. So, Rocky, if you're watching, cheers for getting onto this band. This band is something else entirely. Uh, it's very hard to categorise. I think the my closest marker on this is something like that if uh, Frank Zappa and Voivod had a baby, you might get this. That's kind of <laughs> my thinking on, on this one. Probably a fair. <laughs> it's it's metal it won't be to everyone's tastes it's that real jazz fusion stuff with the metal kind of thing there i liked the mix i thought the mix was good it had that sort of blend of the beauty and the brutality there like the, the brutality i think the reason why the vocals were where they were in the mix and, and the tone of it was because that was like the mid punch when everything else was so rumbly or sparkly at the bottom or the top respectively um so i thought that but the from the tones and the mix and that i thought that was really well done it's one yeah, of those one. About it, sorry, yeah. the good thing about it, real quick, was um, the songs did breathe. They did sort of have mm. mid-tempo parts. It wasn't just full on. It wasn't you know, like yeah. jump into one part to another sort of thing. So yeah. um, that's what I liked most about it. That it, yeah. they knew when to pull back and just sort of ride a groove out. Because um, otherwise, it would have been just fucking a yeah. bunch of yeah. bits and pieces, and it would have fucking been Mr. Bungle. And I fucking yeah. hate that shit. You know? so, <laughs> No, I thought, yeah, no, you're dead right. I think the ability, the composition along with the playing, like the playing is flawless and the composition to pull this off is really well done. And what they've done too is I had little bits of kind of those little guitar and synth touches, just chords, just structure, just the right moment to really ring out and, and make it not so frantic and give you that moment to breathe. And also the space in the song. So they also do things like they had that part where you got the, the sea waves lapping from one song into the next and, yeah, and yeah. things flow. Like there was a lot of attention to detail. And this is one of those records, you, the more you listen to it, the more attention you give it, the more you're rewarded by it. I don't normally go for this sort of stuff, but this is riveting to listen to just because of how well it's put together and what how much is going on in there. Um, if you, It doesn't rely on being frantic for the sake of it. It really does slow things down. There's the track, I think it's Crystal's. Um, where it's like the, yeah, yeah. the woman singing and it's just this really, it's like a minute and a half long, but it's just this beautiful breath of fresh air and like in the first sort of third of the album, it's fantastic. That, yeah, I think that, that's where I really, you know, picked up and went, okay, this is something uh, on the first listen, this is something like it, just that little bit there that makes you pay attention. Yeah. It was done so well and put just at the right spot too. Um, I thought everything about this is pretty goddamn good. It's not a go-to listen for me every single day, but if you want something that's really cerebral and will you know, reward you the more you listen to it, um, this is really cool because every time I listen to this, I got dragged in more and more by it. Um, this is one of those ones where if you like a deep dive, this is the album for you. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I picked Sand. Sojourn, uh, War of Nerves, and also Crystals. There were some really good tracks on there, but there's, I don't think there's a dud track because I actually think I enjoyed pretty much all of it. So there we go. From that, we're going to change gears in a big way, though. Uh, we're <laughs> going to go to Marco Kiatala with Pyre of the Black Heart. This is 10 tracks for 52 minutes, the debut solo album for the man most known for being a member of Nightwish and or Tarot. Uh, released January 2020 by Nuclear Blast. It's hard to believe that this is the debut solo record from someone who started out in the early 80s. Tim, we'll go to you first on this one. Um, straight off the bat, I thought Stones was a ballsy choice for an opener. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you generally feel like uh, with these sort of albums that uh, 
you sort of lead into a track like that. I thought it was a great opener. It really got me. Um, yeah. After that, though, I did feel it took a while to get going. It did feel a bit samey after that on listen through. Uh, but it does pick up at the end in quite a big way. I do think... Uh, where is it? Yeah. I Am The Way and Run Of The Railways. Yeah. Uh, Death March Of Freedom. Those tracks um, really do give you a good payoff at the end as well. Yeah. Um, Everything's recorded fantastic. Vocals are really spectacular. Yeah. Um, songwriting can be a little cliche at times mm. um, with how the songs are put together, but I think if you overlook that, there's enough substance here to give you, you know, plenty uh, of a reward at the end, especially with those tracks at the end. Yeah. Uh, so overall, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, eight, eight out of ten for me. It's a really good record. Cool. Any standouts or was it Stones for you or something else? Yeah, Stones, uh, Run of the Railways and Death March for Freedom. Okay, cool. All right, Mick. Yeah, um, this was, again, another mixture of a, a bunch of different sort of things that I got out of it anyway. Um, mm. I sort of called it folk-driven blues-orientated rock. Yep. They get your fucking head around that because it's I It's all can't. clear, though. Yeah, it's all there. <laughs> it's all there. Um, but it, it was done in a way where it all sort of intertwined and, and flowed really well. Um, yeah. I loved the vocals. I thought there was a lot of emotion and soul in the vocals. You really felt like he meant every word he was that saying. was a big surprise yeah. to me. The vocals were a big surprise, a good yeah, one. Yeah, you don't really get that in a lot of music these days. Mm. It sort of hit the note but without the, the feel or yeah. the passion. And you got this. It was very... That was probably the most old school element about it, um, yeah. which I loved because, you know, I miss singers that actually can sing, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a different voice. Um, a lot mm. of times, especially in the quieter bits, remind me a lot of uh, Jeff Tate era Queensryche. Um, yeah. Just with his tone and the way he sort of yeah. delivered and stuff like that, it sort of reminded me of him, uh, which is not a bad thing. And, um, yeah, no, I just thought there was heap of variety on it um it's one that i would have to go back and listen to it a couple of more times mm. um I, as much as i did enjoy it some elements didn't grab me initially on a first listen but um between the album that we just did and this one they were very long listens too you yeah. know and you need to dedicate proper time to take them all in yeah i uh, think if, you, if you're just going to skim through them or whatever you're not yeah. going to fully appreciate um, alarm and and this album here. Yep. So you you do need to give them a few listens. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Yep. Um, Stones for me was a standout. I thought that was a great starting yeah. song. Um, Star Sand and Stan, Star Sand and Shadow. Yep. Third time was a good one. And uh, Dead Dead God's Son. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, that, that were the three that really stood out for mm. me on a first listen. But, again, I'd like to go back to this one and sort yep. of, you know, delve into it a bit more. Cool. Well, it's been covered off. The start of this one is ballsy and big. Um, I, I like the tones on the mix from the very first ring, the the opening of this thing, that the tones at the start, so they're going, whoa, okay, this is going to sound really good and it does not disappoint in that regard. Um, well. Yeah, really warm, lovely mix. So, like, the tones are beautiful. I really, really enjoyed the mix on this one. I didn't think there was much wrong with that at all. It's just, if you're going to do this sort of stuff, I'd love to know who produced this one because the credit needs to be, you know, given where due because this sounds fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, after that, the, the initial tones was Marco's voice. I was like, okay, you don't hear what he's doing here from my perspective anyway in Nightwish. I haven't picked up on this being an element of Nightwish and I think they should use it a bit more than they have if you're asking me. Actually, I, I'm not much of a Nightwish fan. But he does he sing, but he does, okay. I think, more of the heavier vocal from Recollection. Right? I like to hear a bit more of yeah. what he's done on this. Um, Dave yeah. would be the one to ask. Dave's the expert on that one, so I apologise to anyone that I'm getting that wrong with, but that's what I think it is from a, a relatively casual listener of the band. Um, but what you were saying about the passion in the vocal, it's also in the lyrics. I love the storytelling in that side mm. of it. So I thought that was really well done. Um, <laughs> and the melody being first and foremost is the old school trick that I really enjoyed and how everything was built around the melody being the focus point. That was awesome. It all sort of the... Emotion, the hooks were there, all that sort of stuff, the, the, the riffs around that, as well as the little synth touches, it was all really well put together. Uh, I thought there was also some nice different tones and different instrument effects being used in there too, which kept the overall listen pretty interesting, gave that ear candy, something you will pick up on on multiple listens versus the first pass through. I think the whole thing is very well executed. For a, executed sorry, for a first time solo album, this is one of the better ones to go out with as your first one. Uh, about the only knock, and it's not even a bad knock, uh, is that I think maybe the track order could have been rejigged a bit because it does tend to sort of start really strong and the, so it just has a few flatter spots in there. When you're listening to it on a once-off, you know, for the sort of 50-odd minutes that it goes for, it's not really that noticeable. When you put it on repeat, those flat spots really do stretch out a bit longer than they should. Um, so it's not, not a big deal, but it's one of those things where I thought if they could have just rejig the gearing of it a little bit to make it more locking you in for the full 52 I think it is minutes duration of this one but yeah around that track four and five yeah and I also found a flatter spot toward the end as well because there's a couple of longer tracks toward the very last sort of section of the album the last two tracks I think sort of dragged it out a little bit too they could have been rejigged a bit there but it's a very very nitpicky gripe it's not a bad thing at all overall this is not what I was expecting and it's not dream wish not uh, night wish at all <laughs> it's, it's not dream theater either it's 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 um it's yeah very different to night wish it wasn't what I was expecting but it was a very good pleasant surprise so I enjoyed it I gave it an eight out of ten I think we're all crossing over on Stones. I think there's a reason why that was a single on this album and it shows it's a fantastic song. So that's a standout for me, along with I did the same as uh, Tim, Runner of the Railways and Death March for Freedom were my standouts in this one as well. There are some very good songs in here. But Voice of My Father was another good one too that I really enjoyed. That that storytelling and that sort of emotive weight, you know, that kind of thing was very, very cool. Um, but now on to our uh, main event of the evening. <laughs> we'll go to Lamb of God with their self-titled. Uh, this will be interesting. 10 tracks for 44 minutes. The 10th studio album from the American band released June 2020 by Epic and Nuclear Blast, produced by Josh Wilbur. This is the band's first with Art Cruz on drums who replaced Chris Adler. We'll go to Mick first for this one. Um, this was really good, um, but it's what I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, what I'm liking about Lamb of God is the same thing I'm liking about Parkway Drive and they're, they're maturing without straying too far from who they are. Yeah. The songwriting is more little bits and pieces. Um, yes, it's still heavy, it's plenty of groove and that's what you expect with Lamb of God but there's just these transitional periods or, you know, just some change-ups in the music and the riffing that um, 
you know, it's only really been happening in the last couple, probably two or three albums. Um, yeah. I love, the, I love the guest people that they've been having on the last couple of albums, at least, in the last two or three. Um, German Drang was a great album as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, everything from Resolution onwards, is, for me, has been great. Yeah. Like, um, the only criticism is that probably the, the, um, the first song, that intro, was a little long. It sort of took a little... Okay. Yeah. I thought it just needed to get going a bit quicker. Um, yeah. But having said that, that's just a, you know, a little gripe. <laughs> yeah, that's you're picking on, yeah. You know, um, the new drummer fits in really well. Yeah. Like, he, he, he is such a great fit, you know. Like, he just, it sounds like Adler anyway. Like, they don't have to alter anything that what they've done. This guy just fits in real easy. Um, I thought the production was great. I think that sometimes they can sort of be criticised, they God, for having the guitars too loud or too abrasive. At least for me, on some mixes, you know, yeah. I thought a little pushing the boundaries a little bit too much. But this one is it's loud, but it's clean and it's crisp, and it's just how you want to hear their music. Yeah. Um, I think Randy sounds phenomenal still to this day. I don't know how he keeps his vocals the way he does because. He thrashes the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever he does to, to maintain and look after himself, yeah, it's, it's a testament because he sounds the same live. It's not one of yeah. those studio tricks or whatever. You know, he hasn't, he's not cooked yet. Um, so this band still has a lot lot to go. And um, yeah, I gave it a, a nine out of 10. Cool. Um, I thought it was real strong. Um, I'd love to you know, see what they're going to do going forward, especially now they've got a new member, probably a new lease on life. Yeah. Just a new energy regardless. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. Um, the songs for me that stood out was Reality Bath, New Colossal Hate. Yeah. And I love the way the album ended on the hook. You know, yeah. that was just... Here we were still, you know, we're still going to be in up-tempo fast. Definitely see that one live and it's going to have a fucking mosh pit like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, I loved it. Keep doing what they're doing, man, because it's fucking good. So, yeah. Cool. Tim? Uh, I, I adore this band with all of my heart. <laughs> Seen them live every time they come here. And I adore this album. This is phenomenal. I think this is... Um, I, think this is I, I, I think this is the best album I've ever done. Wow. Personally. Okay, cool. And I thought... Uh, and I'm one of those guys that was like, oh, Ashes of the Wake is the best I ever got album. And then Sacrament come out. It's like, oh, Sacrament's the best I ever got album. <laughs> and then it kept going until, and it's continued with this one. I think this mm. is the, I, I think this band is so good that it is a shame that metal is not as popular as it once was because this band would be in the same breath as Black Sabbath and, and Pantera, Metallica, and because they are just as good. And given that all those bands have done albums, Lamb of God do not. Um, you could argue that they are much better than all of them. Yeah, and, um, that's an argument there for sure. Uh, you know, and, and for a band, again, I actually think I was a huge Chris Adler fan. I've got um, I've got both of his signature snares here. Yeah. Um, but um, I think the change was for the best because I think again, uh, with this album, you are seeing them. You know, there, there is that Lamb of God. There is a Lamb of God style, which is that, you know, groove metal-y Pantera with a bit of math rock thrown in. Yeah. thrown in. And um, with this, you're almost seeing them go into more of like, like there are a section of this that I thought came straight off a Hatebreed album. 
Mm, yeah. And the new guy, again, him settling it back into a 4-4 groove, just hitting that back beat really hard, is yeah. probably a better fit than Chris Adler. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought this is, this is perfect. This is a fantastic album. I've got... Fantastic start to finish. If I had to pick, you know, uh, highlights, I'd go with Checkmate. I'd go New Colossal Hate and uh, Poison Dream, but they're all fantastic. And again, this is a phenomenal band. Um, one of the, I think we're lucky to have metal bands this good between yeah. Lamb of God and Mastodon and Gajira and Ghost and, you know, these bands that are consistently putting out fantastic albums. So, especially what this band's been through as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, they're, um, yeah. It's fantastic work. Yep. 10 out of 10. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's go for a trifecta because I love this as well. I loved Sermon Drang and I was keen as all hell for when this one, I heard this was dropping some, and when it got pushed back because of COVID, I was like, bugger, because I wanted to hear this one. Um, this is fantastic. Um, I love Randy's vocal delivery. There's, there's a way he does it. It's intense, but there's this dark beauty and melody attached to it. It's not just... He's got the ability. He's got the ability to pitch his screams. Yes, and that makes scream a, a melody. Yeah, and it makes a big difference to how you perceive this. It yes. really does. I mean, you it. really, you really saw it on Sacrament because before that he kind of had mm. his one. On like the first album, he has his one pitch, and then sort of on Ashes of the Wake, he's, he's got like this low, middle, and high. Yeah, and eventually he can sing a melody. Yeah, and it, it makes a huge difference. There aren't many that can do it like he does, and and with the intensity to go with it is is fantastic. I love his lyrics as well. And I love how you can make it out. Like you can hear the lyrics. Yeah. It's not just growling and carrying on because yeah. that's what the song needs. But they, this actually has a story and the story comes There's no, there's no cup in the mic here. Yeah, exactly. It's all very clear, which is very... I, I really appreciate the aspect of that that they've done with it because it's really important because it, it adds to delivery to hear the lyrics clearly. clearly. It adds to the emotive impact of what you're listening to. I love the rhythm on this. It's pulsating. It's hard hitting. It's intense, but they use different space and times to things to make it so it's not a fatiguing listen. It's not overly long at the forty-four minutes, but none of this is like it's not just going at it for the sake of it. It's like what they you mentioned Parkway Drive Mick before, but I love how the bands like that are, are maturing as they go along and they're using things. It's not just has to be let's be aggressive for the sake of being aggressive they understand that less sometimes can be more when you're taking things away and giving things room to breathe just gives you that moment where it makes the impact when you come back in much more pronounced which is very very cool i like getting that and this one too there's none of the generic tropes and the the standard bullshit that comes with the american sort of metal core kind of stuff there's none of the, the obligatory breakdowns there's none of that they're an old school metal band yeah that don't sound like an old school metal that's band. it they, they compose these things so well and everyone's playing together. It's so cool. And I like how, um, along with the lyrics and the, and the craft overall, the album flow was very cool too. And they added a bit of diversity more in the back half of this. So you get the real solid meat and potato into the front half and then you get to play around a bit on the back half. And it all fits. It all works really well. Um, and I liked how I love the last album, but this one is warmer and overall more rounded as a complete product than the last one too. So it's that next sort of step. You can see the steps they're taking as they're going along, which is really cool. Uh, the guest spots with Jamie Jaster and Chuck Billy work really well on this. Uh, I love this band's ability to use swing and groove. It's fucking amazing. I've yet to see this band live, unlike YouTube, but I want to so badly after the last few albums because it'll be so much fun. 
You can just yeah. see it. Like you listen to a record and go, "This is going to be so much fun to go and see." I, want, I need to go and see this band next time they come out. Um, I think we've covered it off. But if you know and love this band, uh, I think it's going to make you happy. If you've not really gotten into this band, this is probably a pretty bloody good place to start checking them out. Um, love it. I reckon it's fantastic. Eight and a half out of ten from me. I picked Resurrection Man, Bloodshot Eyes, and Reality Bar. So there's a fair few different tracks to to choose from depending on your taste on our standouts. They were just cool as well. I think that's a good way to sort of start to finish off that one. We've gone out on a pretty, like, unlike the last one, I don't think Mick was present for the last one. It was more of a, a downer overall. This one's much more <laughs> happy. Everyone's enjoyed these releases a bit more than last time around, which is cool. <laughs> we've done all right this week. All right, cool. Uh, no I think we've had a good run lately. I think we've been... Um, You've been doing really well. Yeah, which is probably my longest run I've had since we've done <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the, the bubble's going to burst any any week now. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll be able to get through this month, and it'll, it'll be after that. So <laughs> we'll see where we go. We'll get back to normal programming and piss you off with something soon. I'm sure that'll, <laughs> that'll be what happens in the near future. Um, all right. So as we start to round things out, uh, I'll quickly do that plug again. So make sure you're following us on all of our social media uh, channels, uh, please. Uh, follow us and do all those things. Subscribe to YouTube in particular and, and just generally follow us. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and if you want to give us any sort of support, it all does count. So check out our Patreon page for more information on that. And speaking of our supporters, thank you very much to Squidding, Screen Printing, Old Cult and Rockstar Finance. Please do check them out. Look at what they do. And if nothing else, just give them a quick follow. It takes nothing of your time or effort or money to do that. Just give them a follow to show that we are getting through and, and giving them some, you know, a better use of the reach, so to speak. Um, coming up soon, very soon now, we'll have a special episode which will be a battle between the solo and side projects of Rob Halford and Bruce Dickinson. We're going to be filming that this time next week, I believe. So this will be interesting to see how that goes. But for now, it's time to get on to the fun part of the week and that is to go to The Bin. So we'll go to you, Tim, first. What have you got for The Bin this week? Uh, Gildan T-shirts. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we, we all know how terrible... <laughs> We've all bought gilded T-shirts before, and they're industry standard. And we all know every time we put them on that these people have never seen a human torso in their life. Right? Good time, was it? Always, mate. But <laughs> I bought a gilded mask. Right? Mask. Okay. Uh, from you know, supporting the local bands. Yep. This mask is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's the best face mask I've got. Wow. I don't understand how this company can do such good masks and on, you know, a whim and have been making T-shirts for decades and fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Good well, question. Gildan. Well, okay. That's By a the way, yeah, Gildan <laughs> T-shirts, man. You prefer AS colour, do you? Yeah. AS colour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's speaking to me with what I'm doing at the moment, all the printing work that I'm doing these days. <laughs> all right, Mick, what have you got for the bin this week? Yeah, because we're doing the show so often now, which is yeah. not a bad thing. I'm, I'm running out of bins, but I will say that I'm going to put corporations in the bin or mainly our supermarkets um, okay. because I've noticed that they're crying that they haven't got stock and this and that. And as you know, I do supply some of the stuff for supermarkets. Yeah. Um, 
But putting that aside is what I've noticed is for every time they give you a special, they put up four or five other products within the store because, you know, obviously we're going probably more often than we maybe used to because yeah. we don't know if we're going to be able to get the fucking shit that we want anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm noticing that everyday items like bread and milk and it's just getting ridiculously out of, out of you know, control price yeah. rise. And I just think this is what annoys me about, and I don't, I can't vouch for every, I haven't been to every fucking country in the world, so I don't know if it's all happening everywhere, but there should be legislation on this. They, that You cannot fucking rob Peter to pay Paul, you know, and, and it goes with fuel and a few yeah. other things, you know. Um, Essential things. And they keep saying they're going to get, you know, consumer watchdogs in and all that. And it never fucking happens because you never hear anything about it. Yeah. Because you know why? Because they're making money from it, man. Yeah. You know, we're getting ripped on fucking shit and that's not right. Necessities, everyday items, bread, milk, eggs, you know, sugar, whatever. Mm. It shouldn't be fucked with like that. Yeah. Especially not in, in what we're going through. Um, it's just straight up Mm. Yeah, you know, it's just, I'm just sick and tired of, yeah, we're, we're doing this and this and this and we're giving you savings here, but then if you walk around the store, you know, all these other fucking things have just gone up, you know, through the roof and it's just yeah. like, you know, stop lying. Yeah. Stop lying because we're not stupid people, okay? A lot of us have, you know, I'm not saying I'm the most educated person in the world, but I, I, I do say things, you know, I do see and I do know and I, I mm. can remember things. You know, from last yeah. week to this week, for example, that wasn't that price. Yeah. Why is it gone up five, seven, eight, nine, ten cents? You know, it, yeah. it adds up. It's not right. There should be something done about it. Yeah. There won't be anything done about it. No. But you know, we've got we've got a. What I don't understand is why we have prime ministers and presidents of the world when they have no say on whoever's running the state because whoever's running the state can go. I hear you, but I don't want to do that here. It's my state. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So what's the point of having someone who supposedly runs the country but has no fucking power to do anything? It's an interesting one. That's a, that's a big conundrum, yeah. that one. I think it's been tested with everything going on yeah. at the moment too. Well, Caesar's losing his mind. Sorry. Um, even the talk's not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yes, that's right. You tell him. Either. Support me. Yeah. <laughs> and the the price of dog food is a great example of that. Believe it or not, the fluctuations I get when I'm buying these guys their food is insane. How it can be literally less than half price one week and then go double it the next. It's it's yeah. nuts. Not like it's gonna go out of date anytime soon either. So I don't know where that comes from, but alright, well done. Um, I guess keeping sort of on the same thing to a degree, um, depending on how closely you follow the, the political scheme here at the moment, but also the, uh, the media landscape in this country in particular, which is deplorable at best. I'd like to put three individuals in the bin, in Alex White, Rachel Baxendale and Alice Workman. Uh, when you change the narrative from talking about, you know, whatever you don't agree with Daniel Andrews about, and that's fine. Disagree. I, I don't really have any skin in the game in that regard. But when you make articles about his wife blocking you on Twitter, it's <laughs> completely fucking irrelevant. It has no concept, no bearing at all in the conversation that we need to be having day to day on how we're doing things. So 
that's just to me desperation to be relevant and to create a story from something out of nothing kind of thing. It's just nonsense. And people wonder why faith in journalism is so low in this country. There's a prime example. So the three of you, fuck off in the bin. I don't, I, anything you publish now, I'm not even going to look at because it's not going to be worth entertaining what little, you know, intelligence I have. I'm not going to waste on that. So it's just really pointless to drag it like that. I didn't, I couldn't believe when I saw that. Even got on Sky News and talked about it, which was nuts. So while I'm at it, Peter Creighton, fuck off too. She's a piece of work anyway, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my bin. Um, yeah, the journalism standards in this country are really gone through the floor in the last decade to or two, I should say. I think that's a global pandemic in itself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely feeling you on that one. All right. Well, out there, make sure you let us know in the comments what you think of all the albums we talked about tonight, as well as the hot topic at the start about, you know, bands on their individual social media channels and how much it relates to, you know, have you unfollowed people and all sort of stuff because of this stuff going on and how much do you think it impacts how much you follow the band as well. Not talking about unfollowing band page. That's a different thing together. It's just the individuals. Um, but yeah, and the albums. Let us know your thoughts on this and, and the format and everything else we're doing at the moment as well. And, and make sure you're following us to keep up to date with everything coming up very soon. But we will be back again in a few days. Until then, though, I'm Andrew. I'm Mick. I'm Tim. We'll see you soon. Until then, as always, drink up and rock on. Cool. Actually, can you stick around for like five? Because I want to try it back on the PC again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got time. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so that's I'm going to get out of here because I've got like 8%. So I'm glad yeah, we cool. just At least we got it, it done before your phone died. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. All right, I'll be back in a second. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. I've got it here. <laughs>